0: Let the silence be ended. Oh, God. Are you going to start doing those noises on here now?
1: No, I probably won't.
0: (laughs) You sure? I'm positive. Okay.
1: Maybe. We can always edit them out. Okay. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just makes you say, fuck me dead, I'm Julio.
0: You're not Julio. I'm CJ. <laughs> and I'm Amanda. You're just going to come up with a different name every time now? No, maybe. We'll see.
1: <laughs> it wasn't even the name I thought of before when I was in the bathroom.
0: Going to start trying to trick people?
1: They'll think we're having surprise guests all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's totally what they think, you know, that same voice is belonging to many different people.
1: Yep. Sure they're going to buy it. I'm a very generic person, okay?
0: <laughs> generic with a name like CJ. Yep. Even though that's not your real name. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, <laughs> fuck, I thought I'd knocked over my water. <laughs> How are you?
1: I need a mask. Same. i announced today that uh, if you're living in Melbourne and you have to go outside, you got to wear... A mask. Now, I guess it's not as bad as it seems because he's like, just cover your, the Premier pretty much just said, cover your face, your mouth and nose with something. It's like, it doesn't have to be a medical mask, it doesn't have to be a medical grade mask, just put something over your mouth and nose. So I've got an old neck warmer that I bought when I went to Japan that can be pulled up over your face as well. So I'll probably just use that as a stopgap until something happens. I'm hoping when I go back to work on August 3rd, the last update I got from work was they were looking to source masks, so I might be able to score one from work.
0: Okay. Hmm. Well, I actually did, maybe I knew somehow, I ordered a couple of reasonable ones last week I'm just waiting for them to get here. Yeah. Until then, I don't know, I guess I'll just use a bandana or something. But also, at the same time, we don't really leave the house anyway, so... No, like, we've pretty successfully not left the house in well over a week, so... I go out more than you do, but that's on morning walks. And even then, he said, if you're running in
1: the mornings, you don't have to wear a face covering, but you need to wear it when you're before and after you run. Okay. So, I don't know, I saw some people on Twitter being like, this is ridiculous, because the fine is $200 if you caught it without one.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, just wear one, and then you might have to deal with the fine. Yeah. But, like, that seems pretty... Or stay home. Easy. <laughs> Yeah. Look, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm sure people are going to be mad about it for whatever reason. But I think it's a good move. I was watching this thing today earlier that I found in a Twitter thread. And it was basically, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, you know, you shouldn't bother wearing masks if it's not medical grade. And it was basically completely disproving that, that currently because they don't believe, I mean, this is debatable at this point, but they don't believe that it's airborne. So even if you just have something, then that's protection enough from droplets in the air or whatever however it works i'm not a doctor okay but like they showed a a, like a a graphic kind of thing of where they um highlighted droplets in the air and how that was different if you were wearing a mask of any kind so that was pretty interesting
1: but not those stupid mesh ones people are selling now have you seen that they're like they're selling mesh masks seriously So that you can comply with wearing a mask to go into a store, but it doesn't actually do anything.
0: Do people want to die?
1: I don't get it because I feel like the same people who wear these masks are also the ones who are worried about their privacy being invaded. Wearing a mask is probably the easiest way to uh, conceal your identity. Uh, Although I also saw a woman who's hard of hearing is designing masks now and she's selling them where they've got a clear panel over the lips, which is kind of weird looking. Okay. Like, you've got a pattern over your face where your lips are visible through, like, a clear window, but it's so that people can still read your lips. Okay. Because, obviously, right. for people who are hard of hearing, maybe they rely on lip reading a lot. So, if you've got a mask over your mouth, they're just not going to know what the hell you're saying.
0: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I guess mm. I hadn't really considered that that might be a difficulty And now. it's a
1: solid plastic sheet, so nothing's getting through it.
0: Hmm, okay. So. I don't know how comfortable that would be. It would also look weird.
1: Yeah. I'm just imagining sweaty lips. Well,
0: it will just be like foggy the entire time She's still got to breathe in there.
1: Well, you wear glasses, you're going to have fun.
0: Yeah, I know. I've already.
1: Misting them up.
0: <sighs> Whatever. I maybe don't, don't maybe don't really this care. will
1: be the event that finally causes someone to develop a mask that won't mist your glasses.
0: Well, there is a trick. So basically you dip your glasses into detergent and then dry them. Oh, yeah. Which is a natural, well, not natural, but it doesn't fog up as bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People do it with their helmets and stuff. It's an option. Not a great one, but Could spray um,
1: the water protection, hydrophobic shit that I have for my shoes on your glasses.
0: Yeah, could give that a whirl. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that being near my eyes, but whatever. (laughs) I, um, I retweeted something today that I thought I'd share with you. I just thought it was brilliant. Personally, I love staying six feet away from people and hiding half my face. I don't know why people are so against this.
1: Because people don't like being told what to do.
0: Ugh, man, I don't care. (laughs) It's not even like so much that it's like, I don't like being told what to do. But I also don't like the idea of getting really sick and potentially dying. Or living the rest of your otherwise
1: long life with a terrible lung capacity and disability. Yeah,
0: exactly. And plus, I feel like a mask is going to hide my double chin. So I'm for it.
1: You don't have a double chin.
0: I do. But you're very kind. No, I'm cool. I'm cool with the mask. I think it's going to enhance my appearance. It's going to look weird
1: when I go to get coffee on Wednesday when I walk out there with my (laughs) beanie on and my thing pulled up over my... Hey,
0: you'll be warm.
1: Yeah, that will start getting hot again. Well, it's been pretty cold recently. (laughs) Uh, I believe we've got quite a long one today. Yeah,
0: so uh, strapping, guys. I think it's going to be a long one.
1: Uh, One of my stories is really short. You probably already heard it because it kind of went viral, but I needed a quick, short, funny story to put in there, so I thought I'd share this one. Uh, That'll be in the middle. You're completing your cult? Completing my cult. That'll be first up. That's interesting. Uh, I will advise ahead of time, the last story today is not a fun time. Uh it deals with domestic violence, torture, murder.
0: we'll give a trigger warning before,
1: so you may want to skip that last uh story if that's something you don't really want to hear about. I would prefer you to sit around and listen to it because it's something I feel it's an issue people need to talk about more, but yeah, absolutely we'll see but i mean um, if it's
0: if it's triggering for you, I had issues maybe best it, not so yeah i I could tell that you're upset,
1: yeah. Uh, I think I'll be okay today reading it. I had to write it in a way- You've already got it all out. Yeah. I couldn't figure out a good way to write about it other than just writing down my own thoughts on it. So we're going to this weird thing where I'll read you what I wrote about it, but then we'll also be discussing at the same time, like it's someone else's writing. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, that'll probably close out the episode. I I pretty much wrote the ending of the episode into my writing. So uh, if you don't want to hear any of that, I completely understand. The episode title is probably going to be named after the woman. Okay. So I would employ you to at least give it a name on Google and look into it. But if you don't want to hear any of it when we get to the last story, just cut it there and we'll be yep. done.
0: Okay. Well, obviously we'll let you know before that starts in the episode. Anyway. Yep. So I knew that you had two longer stories today, and I did do my best to um, try and pick some like short, snappy ones. It didn't happen. I've got one story that's like a page and a half worth of notes. So. <laughs> okay. Well, you're up first. Um, I'm up first because we're finishing with you. Eve. well this one has some photos i'm gonna send you okay yes yeah, so i have some photos i'm gonna send you when it's appropriate so just prepare yourself okay well first story it's an assault story so prepare yourselves a man was arrested in august last year after an unprovoked attack on another man while he was bringing in his bins so a guy see another guy with his bins and went, I don't know that guy, but I'm gonna beat the fuck out of him. Okay. The attacker beat the sixty-eight year old man, who was a retired prison officer, by punching him repeatedly in the face, biting off a part of his ear, and then trying to choke him by putting his hands around his neck. What the
1: fuck? Yeah. Is that there- please tell me we find out why he did this.
0: There's no real answer as to why he did it, but we'll go into Maybe he a was gonna experiment. jump in that
1: bin and go for a ride.
0: I feel like he could have just stolen the bin if that I got was the injured case.
1: by our bin the other night. Huh? I got injured by a bin the other night. Oh my god!
0: I don't think you got as badly injured as this man. No, <laughs> but
1: I um, I thought the bin and I could both fit through the gate at the same time.
0: <laughs> our gate is not wide. Uh, the 68-year-old man ended up having to have a partial amputation of his right ear, cuts to his knees and face, and swelling to his neck. And honestly, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna send you these photos of this guy. Prepare yourself; they're not good. Okay. But once you see these photos, they are horrific, and I cannot believe that he only got away with. Like, those injuries, and that was it.
1: Why did he stop attacking him? I don't know. I'm going to send them to you. Change his mind? All right, I'm waiting. Oh,
0: ouch. Yeah, um, that's just one of the photos. For some reason, I can't share the second one with you. But if you want to just come over and have a look at it. Those are some swollen lips. Well, I mean, he got punched repeatedly in the face. I assume he's okay now, though, despite the
1: amputation of his ear. I was going
0: to say, I think that's probably the most serious injury he had, because obviously it, part of it had to be amputated. But he looks, like, like in the photos... I'll try and explain. He looks fucking awful. He basically has, like, blood completely covering one half of his face, which I'm assuming is from the injury to his ear. But he's got, like... There's a gash under his eye, though. Yeah, he's got, like, fat lips, what looks like a gash under his eye. And, like, you can see, like, the bruising around his neck as well. It's... Yeah, he looks fucking terrible, is what I'm going to say. Um, so I'm surprised that that was the extent of his injuries. I thought it would have been much worse. So when the police eventually arrived on the scene, the attacker attempted to resist arrest by kicking his legs and trying to headbutt a wall. They ended up having to give him four injections of a tranquil- tranquilizer to subdue him. Fucking hell. Wait, to he have was headbutting why? walls as well? Yeah, do you guess to have a guess why? They had on to drugs? Tranqu- yeah, he was high on meth. He was high as a kite
1: explains why he attacks this dude i'm
0: not sure it does but sure it does he
1: was fucking out of his mind
0: even his mother begged the court to put him in an institution saying that he's had (laughs) complex issues after being stabbed in the head years ago and substance abuse issues he was charged with aggravated grievous bodily harm damaging property and obstructing a police officer in april this year and he was sentenced to three years in prison with a non-parole period of 18 months three years that is not enough. I'm sorry. It's like, for what he did to this guy, totally unprovoked, didn't know the man, nothing. Yeah,
1: he's going to come out of prison and do the same thing again, probably.
0: Just, you know, light up on meth and go attack someone for no fucking reason. That just kind of made me a bit mad. I think I picked it because of the biting his ear off and I thought, alone, that sounded a bit funny. It's not funny, though, like, at all. I- I'll-, I'll link the articles that have the photos in them on Twitter. He looks terrible. Probably lucky that that was it. Gonna
1: need a soft pillow to sleep on.
0: I I feel so bad for this man. He was a prison officer. Probably didn't get beat this badly the entire time he was in a prison. Anyway.
1: Mm. Is is that it?
0: Yeah, that's it. I just thought, like, the whole... Why why is it that when these people get, like, really high on, like, meth or... What's the other one that makes people go crazy? Um, Is it ice? Or what about the bath salts or whatever? Oh, God. Why do they try and eat people? They're always trying to bite something off a person. Stop it. They're hungry. Uh maybe it's like
1: when you get drunk you get hungry
0: I don't think so I think stimulants like that don't make you hungry I think they have the exact opposite effect
1: I don't know maybe it's probably some weird base primate ideology back from way back when
0: Jesus Christ yeah that was probably my quickest one (laughs)
1: okay 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 well let us return to New Zealand for the crumbling of Camp David Ah, Camp David so I got this from a website called the Religious News Blog what? the Religious News Blog
0: Okay, okay that's a
1: website apparently and this article is from the 3rd of August, 2002. It was a while ago. It was. Do you know what you were likely doing on the 3rd of August, 2002? It was a Saturday.
0: <laughs> you looked it up? <laughs> I looked it up. 2002, how old would I have been?
1: Less than 20.
0: Two. I was definitely still in high school. I don't know. What do high school You would have been like 17. Again. I was probably drinking. Let's be real.
1: I was probably floating in a pool on top of a mountain overlooking the ocean.
0: Oh, what a tough life.
1: Yeah. I'll play PlayStation. I was in the guinea. Anyway, (laughs) it's a quick (laughs) recap. to bring us back up to speed about what this all was from last week. Camp David was a religious commune in Waipata, New Zealand, north of Christchurch. Followers believe that their leader, Douglas Metcalfe, was Jesus and expected him to return three days after his death. He doesn't. His son-in-law takes over and promises Doug will return before the year 2000. Uh, The cult collapses before then due to sexual abuse of female members from the leaders. God Squad, as they came to be known to the general public in New Zealand, gained their notoriety, I guess, in 1977 after the police raided their homes, as I mentioned, and seized 150 weapons. Because remember... They think aliens are coming, (laughs) bad aliens, and good aliens that Jesus is going to bring. And they're going to fight them.
0: Yeah, okay, sure.
1: So this cult all started in Christchurch on a Eureka Street, I think it was Aranui, by Douglas Metcalfe in his six-bedroom home. So he was well off. That he shared with his extended family, where he became this weird lordly figure. Uh, He'd be heralded by robed priests blowing on ram's horns. Oh my god. And these weren't just any ram's horns, they were wild ram horns that they'd imported from Jericho and Palestine.
0: Because Lord knows there's not enough sheep in New Zealand.
1: (laughs) No, he needs needs these rams from the Holy Land. Oh God, okay. Uh, And his followers would spend days on end hand-stitching royal regalia for him to wear.
0: With these cults, I'm like, how the fuck do they get, like, how do they talk people into this shit?
1: Like, revering
0: him like he's a god. He was, he was Jesus. Well, clearly he wasn't because he didn't come back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's better up there. <laughs> uh,
1: so, meanwhile, these same followers, right, they're living with no power, no running water in a subsistence farming community, whereas all the leaders had like these big houses in the end of Waikato where they're living on like nice homes and things. Uh, they did have a 2 way radio that was used for Doug's Minders to call these people living out on the subsistence farm and they'd make requests like, can you get whipped cream for his strawberries?
0: Oh my God. Like, go
1: into town and get some whipped cream for Jesus, for his strawberries.
0: I feel like Jesus wouldn't ask that.
1: Some of his followers would also be working during the day outside the commune to actually earn money.
0: Because, mm-hmm. of course, they need
1: money. They need money. This was, of course, to afford his projects and constant trips to the Middle East. <laughs> okay. I don't say why he was going to the Middle East, but he went there a lot. Okay. I guess the Holy Land's there, so okay. Uh, then they had to come home at night and do farm work.
0: This this is what I mean. Who would sign up for this? This sounds awful. Not only that, but then have to attend the marathon
1: scripture meetings. <laughs> marathon (laughs) scripture meetings they don't say how long they went for but they went well into the night
0: how did he sell this because i feel like what you're telling me right now i don't i don't want to jump into it
1: there was apparently an elite trained commando unit called the special services group okay and they were kitted out in the latest military equipment for the time i should they're like that semi-automatic rifles well this is the 70s and 80s i also assume they're limited to what the latest equipment was you could get in new zealand Mm, Which I can't imagine true. was very impressive in the 80s. Yeah, probably. And by global standards, I don't think our equipment's the hottest shit at the moment anyway. <laughs> and we don't even have tanks.
0: Well, do you need them, though?
1: Not really. Other members that weren't part of that commander unit were also encouraged to spend any spare money they had on guns and ammo.
0: I guess worse and worse. Like, this is not appealing, like, at all.
1: Well, you're a-, a woman.
0: I guess it wasn't designed to appeal to me. Well, no, it would have to have been. Well...
1: How how does this all sound to you? So women had to wear long skirts and headscarves and keep their hair long.
0: Sounds terrible.
1: They were encouraged by Doug to wear floral patterns and frills. Ugh. They could not wear purple, red, or black.
0: Oh, get fucked. That's all I wear. (laughs) half your wardrobe. Half a wardrobe gone.
1: Nor could they wear gold or pearl jewelry.
0: That's okay. I hate gold. I hate gold, so that's fine.
1: Uh, The men wore skull caps of sorts. Uh, a typical day for one woman apparently was milking ten goats twice a day, then she had These to make poor goats make cream and cheese, spun wool from the farm sheep, and then cooked for the workers on two coal ranges.
0: I literally cannot imagine anything more boring.
1: Uh, Doug Metcalf controlled a lot of people's lives. Like he controlled sorry, he rather he controlled a lot of the aspects of their lives. He would pick the dates when you could get married. He would pick what you would wear to your wedding, Ugh. and for some people, he picked who they would marry.
0: Oh, get fucked.
1: Sex was banned, but only on Tuesdays.
0: (laughs) Only on Tuesdays?
1: That was in preparation for the Holy Communion on Wednesdays. Okay. You would bang the rest of the time. It doesn't say, like, what's to stop people just having sex Wednesday morning? Probably all the work, but...
0: Probably, but I'm like, I mean, is he policing this? Is he going around to everyone's house on a Tuesday night, making sure they're not fiddling with each other?
1: I don't know. I bet he had sex on a Tuesday night. I bet he did. Uh, Doctors were a last resort if exorcisms did not work for anything.
0: Hang on, wait. What doctor is coming in to perform an exorcism?
1: No, 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 no. They'd try exorcisms. Oh, okay. And if that didn't cure the person of, like, their toothache, then they'd get a doctor in or something. What the fuck? And he spoke to everyone as if they were a child.
0: Oh, no, that is so creepy.
1: So if you went against him, you would be shunned and given the status known as out of, sorry, out of the monk. Okay, what does that to mean? I don't know. Just, like, out the monk. I, I I have no idea. Apparently, that's what they called you if you were shunned from the okay. society. So one couple ended up banished after serving 18 years with the cult because the husband criticised Doug's interpretation of one of the scriptures.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, their young children were kept at the cult, and they didn't see them for 11 years.
0: For 11 years?
1: Yeah, because him and his wife got kicked out, but the kids were kept. They took the police raids as a sign that they were actually on the right track, unlike other religions. Okay. And then they got upset at a rival cult called Cust Christian Community as they were hogging the headlines in the 90s due to oh, its leader being it. jailed for indecent assault.
0: Oh, because that's something you want to be known for? <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: So six years after his death, and I think he died in 89, in okay. memory, died at the end of the 80s, or in 1990, a woman follower of his revealed... Doug's life of deception and cheating on his wife. Then two more women who were curious started searching around the camp, and they discovered an elaborate network of secret passages and rooms built behind internal walls, including a room with a sofa bed and a bathroom, along with many escape routes for people to move between the buildings.
0: Was that his like sex dungeon or something? I
1: assume it was. Yeah.
0: Oh, if it's only got a sofa and a sofa a bathroom. bed,
1: come on, Doug. You had all that money; you could have got like a better bed,
0: right? <laughs> I guess maybe that was, like, so you could hide it if anyone found it. But then that's still sus. Why would you just have a couch in there?
1: Why have you got this room with just a couch hidden in yeah, it? Yeah,
0: it's really fucking weird.
1: Was that Doug's casting couch? Ugh. Ugh. I hate it. But, yeah, that's it. That's the kooky Camp David.
0: It sounds awful. Like, this is the thing. I'm like, it doesn't sound like a good time. How did he sell that to people?
1: I have no idea. As far especially as especially go, like, nothing super sinister happened there.
0: Oh, you know, apart from the casual assault of women is fine.
1: Yeah, like, but for a lot of it, it sounds like it was consensual. Mm. I remember in the in the previous article, it sounded more like it was abuse, but in this yeah. one they, they frame, I mean, it's a religious news blog, so maybe that's why it's framed this way, but they framed it as he was cheating on his wife, but whoever he was cheating with was consenting to it. So I'm not too sure.
0: You could say. No one died though. I mean, that's Doug. something. It's a cult. No one died. That's an achievement, I guess. But you could say that because he was in a position of power and that he was basically manipulating every aspect of these women's lives, that even if they had consented to having sex with him, did they really consent?
1: Yeah. Because they obviously thought he was their god. So. Right. Mm.
0: When he clearly was not. So he lied and coerced them into consenting. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's not okay. Yeah. No, I can
1: see. Mm. I agree. Yeah.
0: But- All around, he sounds like a dickhead. So is Why was
1: he going to the Middle East all the time?
0: Well, I mean, I guess if it was the Holy Land. But then, like, what was he doing there?
1: Checking out his old cave, apparently? <laughs> Maybe he left something there. Maybe he was Jesus.
0: Uh, like, are there still followers?
1: I'm not entirely sure. Certainly when this article was written, they mentioned that there were still a few Camp David followers trying to live mm. on, the com- on the commune still. Which was valued at just under a million dollars, which is the money that they... Government then gave to all the people who were like, "Well, hang on, we want some reprimands for what happened to us." So, but they were so also worried about more lesser-known rival cults coming in and taking over the land <laughs> and just using their commune. Okay, so turf wars in New Zealand fought by cults.
0: How many fucking cults have you guys got? Sounds like quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay.
1: But I feel like New Zealand certainly has a lot of places that are ripe for cults. Small towns, yeah. out of the way of the rest of the world. Not much
0: going on. I don't know. I feel like sort of people anywhere can be um, susceptible to cults. Everyone wants to um, belong. It, it still sounds like a terrible time to me. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have got me in there. You totally don't want to milk that.
1: goats twice a day?
0: I feel sorry for the poor fucking goats. Do they need to be milked twice a day? I mean, that sounds like a lot. I
1: don't know, but you need whipped cream for a strawberries. Oh, you can go get fucked. But you can't <laughs> wear the sweater you're wearing right now. It's red and black.
0: Uh, yeah. Honestly, I don't think that I could live without wearing red or black it's most of my wardrobe also don't really ever wear skirts not often anyway no 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 no. No, thank you my second story i'm going to prepare you it's gonna make you real fucking mad okay like real angry i came across the first article and i thought that was the extent of the story and i was already mad so when i found the second one and it, it just made me more mad so you look you're gonna be angry real fucking angry prepare yourself and, are you going to be mad if I don't get angry?
1: Oh, no, you're going to get angry. Trust <laughs> me.
0: Like, there's no way you're not going to get angry. I also generally, usually, don't name people in these articles. So I feel like it's a bit unfair. We are making fun a lot of the time or talking shit about people. So I generally don't like to use people's names for that reason. I am, mm. however, going to use this piece of shit's name. So, Okay. Maxwell John Cook, who is 33... Worked at a school in Illawarra in New South Wales, which is south of Sydney, where he became infatuated with one of the female students. Now, he worked at the school as a maintenance person, so he was like a gardener, landscaper kind of thing. Yep. The article I found about this initially said that he pled guilty to five, like, there's a lot of charges here, but he uh, pled guilty to five counts of unlawful entry on enclosed lands, three counts of is this a sentence uh the three you counts, wrote it. Sorry, i actually copied and pasted this directly from the article because like there was no other way to word it um but maybe i should have read it properly because uh and three counts of stalk intimidate with intent to cause fear or physical harm one count of larceny and one count of break and enter so that's a lot of lot of charges right yeah however it didn't describe any of the, the events that led up to this or why the police got a search warrant to his house so, maybe this is just poor reporting on the Daily Mail. No. <laughs> Surely not. Just read the headline. It's all there. Um, it truly is. That's why I never read them. So, yeah, I just decided to Google his name to see if, like, anything else came up about it. Maybe if, like, some other paper or, like, more local to Illawarra, because that's not, like, a big area. Well, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's a
1: big area, but not a lot of people live there. Yeah.
0: It's um not, like, a major... Isn't he Wollongong, but that's also like not a major city, if that makes sense. So yeah, I just thought that maybe something might come up. However, what I did find was another story from 2017 about the same man. When was the first story from? So this is that's from two thousand like he was um arrested and he had the search warrant in two thousand
1: nineteen. Okay, so this is two years prior Actually to that.
0: no, wait, early twenty twenty.
1: Right, okay, so three years ago.
0: So three years ago? So in that 2017 article, so at least two years, probably three, um, before this recent arrest, he worked at a different school in the area before being forced to leave in February of 2017, after teachers received multiple complaints from students about his behavior and how he interacted with them. He also, at this time, had taken a liking to a particular girl at the school and gave her money and drew pictures for her. The ones that they listed in... The article were like they were pretty innocent. I mean, as innocent as they can be, I guess. They were like pictures of horses and stuff because she liked horses. Okay. It's still fucking weird. So basically, like, imagine being at school and you're in the schoolyard.
1: Your teacher comes over.
0: And no, it's not a teacher. It's a guy who fucking mows the lawns. Oh. Comes over and gives you a picture and some money. It's fucking weird. He no, he's not a teacher. Just a groundskeeper. Just a groundskeeper. Okay. So the principal did warn Cook to stay away from her, but the behavior continued, and a complaint was lodged with the company that Cook was a subcontractor for. So even though the company he worked for removed him from that school, he came back when it was the girl's birthday. He broke into the classroom, left balloons, flowers, and a card on her desk, and when later questioned by the police, Cook claimed that he had simply been motivated by friendship. This is a quote, I just like the girl.
1: Look, I like my friends a lot too, but I've never broken into public property to celebrate their birthday.
0: (laughs) They're also probably at least half his age.
1: Yeah. Let's just keep that in mind. Oh, that poor girl. Yeah.
0: Could you imagine that? I'm
1: pretty sure that. Imagine the bullying she would have got for this as well.
0: I know. But I mean, like, she gave the money and the photo, like, the pictures he drew to her parents, which is what sparked everyone complaining about this guy. Can you imagine being. Someone's mother or father, and your daughter coming home and saying, Look, this is what the groundskeeper at school gave me. Yeah. yeah.
1: Doesn't say what grade she was in at the time?
0: No, this article doesn't say. Okay. At the time, he was only charged with entering enclosed lands after admitting he did not have permission to be at the school. He pled guilty and was only fined $500. Ugh. Yeah. Creepy dude. So I mean, the only consequences he had to deal with was a fine, which i um, you know, five hundred bucks. That's not a lot of money. I mean, it is a lot of money. Love have bigger fines than that, but like, it's not really. And he was removed from that school. He wasn't fired.
1: No, he just moved to a different
0: school. He was just moved. So that's sink in. I, I, I hope you're starting to feel hang- angry at this point. I'm not as creeped out. Okay, well, fast forward to this year, and it seems like the same behavior is repeating itself with another girl, now that he's employed at a different school. Maybe
1: they should send him to work at an old boys' school.
0: Or just don't send him to a school at all. Yeah. Send him somewhere else. I mean, maybe maybe that company only does schools. I don't know. Anyway, might also add that the school he's most recently employed at was a primary school. So just think how gross that is. Oh, great. That this girl was likely under 12 years old. (sighs) Okay. In addition to his inappropriate behavior towards that one girl that he's taken a liking to, he would also regularly shit in the yard of her best friend. What the fuck? Yeah, no, seriously. Just like (laughs) at her home. Yes, so he did this almost weekly from September 2019 until his arrest in February this year. He wasn't even jogging. He insists he only did this because it was on the route he would take for a run.
1: He's a poop jogger.
0: I... It's, it's very convenient that it was her best friend's house. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. Why the best friend's <laughs> house and not just her house though? I don't buy it. It's it's too much of a coincidence that there was someone close to that person. If you know, know
1: you've got it you're gonna shit yourself every time you go running, surely you'd take a route that's got a bathroom halfway along it, right? Right. Or a route that goes past your house at least once before you finish so you can shit at home.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't go five months going the same route knowing you're gonna shit yourself at the same point. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense.
1: I don't know, all these runners are And he's only anyway. running
0: once a week. Because in the article it said usually on Sundays.
1: Maybe he did go running on any other day, but he had different routes for every day. And I don't know. poops all over that place.
0: <sighs> they didn't mention shit being found anywhere else, so. <laughs> when he was arrested and police executed the search warrant, police found eight clear bags filled with women's underwear. Ugh. Which contained 103 washed and unwashed items. When police searched his phone, they found... That he had an image of the young female student as his background. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Police also found that he had a fake Instagram account where Cook pretended to be a young girl. So I'm I'm not sure that he's... Yeah, don't, don't, um,
1: don't let him back to working at schools.
0: I, I just, I don't feel that he is... I, I mean, both these articles seem to seem like he took liking to one particular girl, but I'm not sure that... Like, that's just the evidence that they have. Mm. It kind of sounds like he was trying to trick... A lot of people, if he's using a fake Instagram account.
1: Yeah. Does he want to be a little
0: girl or is he a map? I'm going to go with the second option. Could be both. Could, I, I guess. So, after all of this, after repeated times where he's been caught out being inappropriate with young female students, do you want to have a guess at what his punishment is?
1: I don't know. He probably just fucking community service,
0: 20 bucks and a fucking change of job. Well, if anyone at home guessed jail time, he'd be really wrong. <laughs> he was released back into the community. And put on a twelve-month intensive corrections order, which I think is similar to what we talked about last week, where it's just like they have a set of guidelines that they have to adhere to. It's kind of like parole, but more. If that makes sense. After the defense counsel said the four months in jail Cook had already served prior to his appearance in court had not been easy, and he'd been threatened by other inmates. Yeah, because he's a little creep. Exactly. As far as I'm aware, not that I've ever been in prison or really know anyone. They don't take kindly to
1: people who prey on children. Exactly.
0: Um. (laughs) You know, criminals, they still have morals. And children, I mean, I think that's kind of the lowest you can go, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's like you're the scum of society, but you can't even prey on people your own age.
0: He has expressed remorse for his offenses. He made completely inappropriate relationships with much younger persons. So he's uh, sorry that he did that, even though he's done it multiple times and gotten busted for it multiple times. Yeah,
1: only because he's gone to court about it.
0: Cook was convicted of all charges and placed on two community correction orders for larceny and stalking offences which will be served concurrently. So at the same time. What's the point of even giving him two then? Yeah, I don't really get that either. I, I mean so it I probably just means additional restrictions. Or, or
1: if he gets arrested. Sorry, when he gets arrested again. I'm sure it's it gonna worse. Happening.
0: Magistrate Susan McGowan said Cook had been seen by a doctor who diagnosed him and said there can be interventions in place that can assist him on the outside. I personally say this guy is a piece of shit and he's not getting punished for it. He's going to do it again.
1: Yeah, and probably worse. Uh, I hope he at least lost his job with that company.
0: It didn't say that, which is the worst part. Surely you can't be a... I would say Surely that- if you're a
1: company that employs people who go into school grounds, okay, you're not teaching, but surely you'd have to pass a working with children... What it, you know when, Like teachers have to go through that, like, you got to get that thing so mm. you can work with minors? Surely just being on the grounds of a school, you'd have to go through the same shit, right? Because you got access to children.
0: But he's never been convicted of anything against a minor, apart from stalking, which I'm not sure that's not a violent crime. So I'm actually not sure if that would stop him.
1: Ugh, hopefully it does. But I was going to say, even
0: if that isn't the case, he'd never been convicted even previously of anything against a minor. Yeah. So there was nothing stopping him. From working at a school up until, like, very recently.
1: I just can't believe that that company kept him on after that first one.
0: Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand how you wouldn't just lose your job.
1: Yeah, like, oh, I was moving to a different school. I, I would have fired him. fuck off. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> that just looks
1: bad on your company as well.
0: They did name the company as well, so. I don't know, it just really pisses me off that this person is clearly unable to control themselves around literal children. Not just, like, and we're not talking, like, tween age or, like, older teenagers or anything like that, where it's still inappropriate. We're talking about young children. Yeah. I don't understand how he didn't get jail time, especially since this has happened before. What I found interesting is that that first article I found didn't mention his previous... I found that in the Illawarra uh, Mercury, which is obviously a local paper. Daily Mail needs to do more research.
1: <laughs> nah, just put it in the headline. Headline's a story, remember? Um,
0: I mean, the headline was a story for that one. Uh, I'll, I'll read it to you. Okay pervert who became obsessed with a schoolgirl and defecated in her best friend's garden walks free after dodging prison sentence oh uh, yeah it, it just makes me mad because i don't think he's gonna stop because there's been no consequences do you know what i mean yeah so what's to stop him i understand he's probably being watched pretty closely now i still don't think i'll stop him he's still a free man which i think he's just so wrong that's okay he'll abuse
1: some child even worse than he has before in a few years time and then they'll lock him up maybe
0: yeah but what about the child
1: it's okay in a few years' time after he's abused a John. I, oh my I, god. Yeah, like it's going to be shit. Yeah, and like well, there'll all, be all another- the warning signs
0: in the world. Ten years from now,
1: there'll be another podcast talking about this guy, the poop jogger, child predator.
0: What a combo title.
1: Mm. Have you heard about Karen from Brighton?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have.
1: Have you heard about it? This comes from a news.com.au article. You might have seen this. We actually saw it on TikTok last night.
0: We're still using TikTok despite the Chinese government watching us do it.
1: Well, I mean, it's on your
0: phone. I literally have no personal information on it. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to discuss TikTok. Matter. So
1: a Melbourne woman has gone viral and been dubbed Karen from Brighton after a video of her being interviewed by a local television crew, it was Channel 9, in which she said, well, you get sick of walking the same streets. You know, I've done all of Brighton.
0: Um, it's probably worth mentioning, if you're not from Melbourne, that Brighton is a very affluent suburb.
1: Yes, it's one of the rich suburbs.
0: Hugh Jackman lives there.
1: I wonder if he's done all the streets.
0: Probably not. I feel like Hugh Jackman is not a dickhead.
1: Even in Melbourne? I don't know. Uh, So this (laughs) was following the announcement of the new rules in place in uh, Victoria now, where you're pretty much banned from leaving your suburbs unless you have good reason. Mm. And exercise is not a good enough reason to leave your suburb. Fair. makes sense. So, you know. So, yeah, you can still leave to go to work and stuff and to buy food. Mm -hmm. But even then, it's like, if you can buy food in your own suburb kind of thing, why didn't you? Yeah. That's how it is now. On Saturday night, Dan Andrews is holding a press conference following yet another 219 confirmed cases of coronavirus in Melbourne. And Dan had this to say. I've got a very clear message to every single Victorian, particularly some of those featured in social media. Whether you're in Broadmeadows or Brighton, stay at home means stay at home. And if walking your local streets is boring, or being bored is much better than being in intensive care. That's my clear message.
0: I feel like it's not a popular opinion at the moment. And I don't really know why, but I really like him.
1: I like Dan <laughs> Andrews a lot as well. And I love that he called out some fucking yeah. yuppie from Brighton. I don't know if yuppie is the right term there, but fuck it. Oh, it absolutely is. Excellent.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I really like that he was yeah, not afraid to call out, you know, I wonder stupid how she people feels. like that.
1: I want to know what she thought of that. She's probably fuming. Oh, I I can guarantee. Because I bet you she's a fucking liberal supporter anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because
1: Dan Andrews is labour, isn't he? He is labour. Probably why he cares (laughs) about people. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I do, I kind of feel like, I don't, like, I personally don't understand the shit that he gets, because I see it a lot on social media where people are really bagging him, and I'm like, I don't understand people don't see that he's at least not putting businesses first. No. That he is very much all about the people of Victoria, and how, like, them not dying.
1: Yeah, he tried to let us back open, and we fucked it up. Yeah. So now he's like... That's not
0: his fault. (laughs) It's not his fault that people couldn't keep away from each other. I don't know how you can hold him personally responsible for people hugging and stuff in the street. I don't know how you can hold him responsible for that. But people do, and it's weird.
1: Meanwhile, in New South Wales, Berejiklian, who let in the boat, (laughs) and the media's like, oh, she's really sorry that happened. It was just a mistake that she let that boat in that infected 400 people and killed 22, and she eats koalas for breakfast. (laughs)
0: She is affectionately known as the koala killer. Yes. Yeah, I don't understand how she's getting a good rap while people are shitting all over Dan. Because she's liberal and so is the media. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like he actually cares about people and doesn't care so much about money, which is a nice change. He also doesn't look like a lizard. No, he does not.
1: Berejiklian kind of looks like a pickled lizard.
0: He's also not on holiday like our PM is again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, there was that great article the other week comparing what the two were doing on a, a fr- Friday or a Saturday night. And it's like a picture of Dan at his desk. And then you got Scotty at the football.
1: Not wearing a mask.
0: Not wearing a mask.
1: On his second holiday. Not
0: social distancing on his second holiday this year. I, I feel like, you know.
1: Was he- that news article? The, the, same, the same person who wrote the thing saying like Dan Andrews is a fucking fraud or whatever. The same article like... Oh, leave Scotty alone he deserves a break. He's done a good job. He hasn't done fucking shit. You he already, hasn't
0: done anything like, for one.
1: It's all the premiers. Yeah, the premiers are, are making all the that calls here. That gives and some credit but she still did more than he did. Scott Morrison did even if she fucked up that fucking boat.
0: Yeah, he like the, the PM has been so um reluctant to do anything basically he refused to shut schools he didn't want he didn't want lockdown yes, he
1: refused to shut schools despite the fact that he'd already taken his own children out of school. yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: and now you know if it wasn't bad enough that he went on holiday when the country was burning to the ground he's now decided to take another holiday during a fucking pandemic and he
1: canceled parliament <laughs> or closed parliament or something they're I all on holiday
0: i just uh, yeah
1: anyway this is fucking dead podcast telling you to rise up and eat the rich
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and well, we ordered food today and we can't get it to Wednesday, so you know. If we get hungry in the meantime, I guess we we'll have to do it.
0: I don't know, we can't go to Brighton.
1: Ah, oh, fuck. Mm. I don't want to eat my neighbors here.
0: No, they're like nice this suburb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got a pretty silly one for my last one. Okay. So Here, here's your dumb shit before we get serious with the last story. Yeah. I'm, (laughs) I'm not going to read the title, but what I am going to do is I'm going to read you the opening sentence of the article, because honestly, it was just too funny for me to put into my own words. Okay. A woman whose Rhodesian Ridgeback mauled a toy poodle, hired a pet medium to help fight a dangerous dog ruling, claiming the dog has apologized to its victim. Let that sink in for a (laughs) second.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So immediately I pictured like an actual toy poodle, not the fact no, that a it's, toy poodle a No, a it's the mini ones. The, yeah. The, the teeny, teeny okay. weeny little ones. Yes, because that's how it works for humans as well. If you apologize, you won't be punished.
0: Except that a dog cannot apologize. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Unless you get a medium, I guess. Hang on, wait. Isn't a medium someone who can communicate with the dead?
1: Yes, this is a pet medium.
0: So that to me would say that she can communicate with dead pets. Yes, but she somehow can communicate with this live Ridgeback.
1: I I suppose a medium is sort of just the vessel through which something's done. I guess. So not necessarily having to be dead, speaking to dead people.
0: Okay. So maybe it's more like she's giving a voice to things that don't have a voice.
1: Yeah. Or she's the... Well, you know what, let's look up a define medium. (laughs) This would be interesting. An
0: agency or a means of doing something. There you go. Okay, I just I feel like that when you um, refer to a medium, it's usually someone who communicates with the second hardest difficulty setting in a video game. Oh my God.
1: Uh, another one is the in- intervening substance through which sensory impressions are conveyed or physical forces are transmitted.
0: Okay, so so
1: we could say other well, one here is radio communication needs no physical medium between two stations. Where you could look at maybe a vinyl record as a physical medium. Okay. To transmit sounds later, I suppose. But that's what the definition of medium is.
0: So... Okay. All right. That's fair then. I take it back. Such an
1: educational show. (laughs) Put put us in the educational hashtag. I'm not putting us in
0: education. People need to learn about the poop joggers.
1: (laughs) Which is about 90% of our (laughs) content.
0: That's not true. We haven't really spoken about shit that much recently. Spank I mean, you know. at the beginning, it was shit city. Yeah, but... that's all we had. <laughs> but then uh, we grow up, you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm laughing at a pet medium. We've we've definitely matured. So th- this this story is about a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Now, I personally have some experience with them because we had them when I was growing up, and I'm pretty sure that even though they are hunting dogs, temperament wise, they're pretty chill, pretty like docile and gentle, and not I. Rarely seen as bark. Yeah,
1: but you, from what you've told me, your grandfather was very. Strict he was a with strict trainer. Them. That's yeah.
0: true. That is very true. But I actually did Google it just to make sure that but I then, was right. I guess
1: that would also only prove that that's negligence on the owner's part that their dog attacked the other I dog. I am
0: definitely implying that the owner has done something to this dog. Yeah. Because yeah, I I just I don't know. Like I was a real little kid when we had those dogs, and ridgebacks are not small. They are a big dog. And I've never had any fear around them. Maria's Ridgeback, JJ, who weighs, you know, a nice low 59 kilos. He's a big dog. It's all muscle too. Yeah. They are, like, they're hunting dogs. Oh, I think they're, they're, they're African.
1: Well, they're from Rhodesia. They've got Thai ones now. Thai Ridgebacks. They're kind of grey and look a bit like Staffies. That's cool.
0: Oh, okay. It's not called Rhodesia anymore, is it?
1: Not really. It- it's effectively where Zimbabwe is. Okay. Uh, it was the it only existed for like 15, 14 years. Okay. And it was after the British let go of it and then it became like Zimbabwe. Okay. But it's not
0: all of Zimbabwe. Sorry, I don't know geography well enough for this.
1: So, Rhodesia was an unrecognized state in southern Africa from 1965 through 1979. Equivalent. In territory to modern Zimbabwe, Rhodesia was the de facto successor state of the British colony of southern Rhodesia, which had been self governing since achieving responsible government in 1923. i uh, But it says today it's part of Zimbabwe. Okay.
0: So. I was going to shorten that to it's complicated. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: God, if you want complicated, we could have a whole podcast just about the history of Africa.
0: Well, we're an Australian podcast, so we're probably not going to do that. No, I don't uh, feel
1: like we're the most qualified to talk about Africa.
0: But, I mean, yeah, they're used as hunting dogs in Africa, or their original use was. I don't, I feel like they're not, um, they're not a super popular breed in Australia. I don't see them very often.
1: Yeah, they were hunting dogs. Used, they were the hunting dogs of the Koi, 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 I'm really not too sure how to say that, I'm afraid, uh, which were cross-European dogs from early colonists.
0: Mm. So, like, if you haven't seen one before, if you're not familiar with the breed, they're quite tall, they're very lean, pure muscle. But not like so much muscle that they're like thick like a staffy. Yeah. They're lean, muscular, running machines, basically. And like my grandfather used them as hunting dogs. Um, But they were still very much a family pet at the same time. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Keep that mental picture. A 59 kilo lean, muscly, tall dog.
1: That is big because even Google says on average a male is 36 to 41 kg, Mm. 69 centimetres tall. It's a big dog. Temperament, mischievous, strong-willed, intelligent, dignified, loyal, sensitive.
0: I I remember our dogs being very, very like chill. That's how I would explain it. Very chill. And I did Google it to make sure. And they said that they were docile and gentle, but protective of their family. Mm. However, I don't feel like that's the response that this dog had personally. Because Christina's poodle Fudge is approximately two kilos.
1: That's lighter than Pixie, our small yes, cat. Yes,
0: that's how tiny this fucking dog was. I don't know how this dog lived through this, to be honest. It lived. It lived. Fudge is alive. Holy fuck! I just assumed this. You said toy poodle,
1: on my like, it's probably in three pieces.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Fucking hell. When JJ attacked. I mean, fuck me dead. <laughs> <laughs> when JJ attacked Fudge, it- he actually ripped a hole in the poodle's neck. I do not know how this poodle lived. I'm going to be real. Like, how? I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. Maria is now finding the ruling that JJ is a dangerous dog and is now required to wear a muzzle outside and stay in an enclosure. I'm going to say that I think it's perfectly valid that- Oh,
1: okay. I thought she was going to be upset because they were going to like put the dog down.
0: No. I still think that that's possibly a fair ruling. The fact that he just what? has to wear a muzzle and be in an enclosure, not that bad.
1: Yeah, I don't I thought they were going to put the dog down and she's like, "Don't kill my dog." No,
0: it's nothing like that. She gets to keep the dog. Fucking hell, lady. <sighs> anyway, um so as a part of this fight, she hired pet medium Amanda DeWarren to testify on JJ's behalf. <laughs> So, Amanda has said that JJ was. Amanda
1: said, yeah, it's the easiest fucking paycheck I've ever had.
0: I know, right? Am I not sorry?
1: Yeah, he's totally sorry.
0: <laughs> so, Amanda, the pet medium, has said that JJ was provoked by Fudge and also that Fudge was a real troublemaker. This is a direct quote from her.
1: Okay, about what Fudge said?
0: Uh, JJ. No. JJ had told me that he was aware of who this dog was and that he had been a real troublemaker. JJ has asked me to apologize to his mum, Maria, for putting her through this situation. He knows his mum loves him very much and does not want to cause his mum any more problems.
1: I was not even sorry what I he did for bullshit. the dog. I, I mean, like, JJ, I'm sorry. Just because someone's a little bit of a shit cunt doesn't mean you can poke their neck open.
0: <laughs> I mean, I have real problems with this because you're giving human emotions to an animal. For You're, one, which I, is why she's I'm saying literally just this woman is a fraud. I'm sorry, she's
1: just telling the people what they want to hear exactly. to make them feel better.
0: And like that's fine. Yeah. I think as a job, like I know that it's probably it's a little, little People lie. might like, yeah, see it as dishonest. Yeah, but if people need reassurance, I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm. I yeah, you. She's really associating like human emotions to a dog, which is just not realistic. And I'm sure that the dog probably didn't really, you know, have a second thought about what it was doing.
1: If nothing else, it was probably just trying to play with the toy poodle, but because of the size difference, it's been too rough.
0: Well, I'm about to close this story off with some other details. It seems like the attack might have been fueled by other things, though, because apparently between the two humans, there's been disputes for quite some time. (laughs) Okay. And they're over some really fucking stupid little things like- Poop not being picked up, but like from the dogs and poorly behaved human children. <laughs> so apparently like one of the kids, you know, gave the middle finger to someone. It really juvenile stupid shit. Yep,
1: okay. So this, these families have been having like a little bit of domestic yeah. dispute. The dogs have picked up on it. They're like, well, that's the enemy pack.
0: Well, I mean, has Maria provoked JJ? Possibly. To get back at the
1: Could be that. People? Or I would say that the dog's gone. Oh, this is like the other pack. We don't like them.
0: Yeah, Also, uh, yeah. I mean, that's also very possible Um, because other neighbours have also complained about JJ's erratic behaviour and are worried for their dog's safety as well. So it just kind of seems like no one really likes them. I was out on a
1: walk the other day and there was a tiny little dog and he had a bottle on and I thought it was hilarious because I was like, how could that dog hurt
0: anything? <laughs> Look, small dogs can get feisty. It kind of seems like they had a picture of this poodle's so I should send it to you, it's so fucking cute. Not at least the poodle's alive. Yeah, I mean, I'm genuinely surprised. None of the dogs are dying, I just... Maria was also um, ordered to pay the vet bills, medical fees. That's fine, which I think is fair as, as well. You, like you as a pet owner, have to be responsible for your pet's behavior, and that's how that works.
1: Can you get comprehensive pet insurance for if your animal
0: damages? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe they should offer that. I guess Maybe that they just, shouldn't. No, because that might just encourage people. That's all. right, I got comprehensive pet insurance. I'll buy you a new dog.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was a weird one. As soon as I seen... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the, the uh, headline, headline uh, just to finish it up because... Fuck, it was funny. Dog lover gives a remarkable excuse for why her 59 kilo Rhodesian Ridgeback savagely mauled a tiny toy poodle after hiring a pet psychic.
1: That's <sighs> a heavy dog. He is a big dog. The fun time is over for the show, I'm afraid.
0: Okay, so I guess this is where we give our trigger warning, that if you want to switch off right now,
1: we understand. So this is a story that takes place in New Guinea.
0: So what kind of things um, might trigger people? Uh, we've the
1: story? got violence against women. We've got torture. We have murder. That's probably the worst of it. So it's
0: domestic violence?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Domestic violence, domestic abuse. Okay, so if, if you feel
0: any of that subject matter might um, not be good for you personally, then, yeah, definitely just... Switch off right We hope now. you
1: enjoyed the episode so
0: far. Yeah, uh, thanks for sticking around this far. And hopefully we'll see you again next week. Yes. So now that we've given our warning, how upset am I going to get? I don't know. Okay.
1: I hope I've written it in a way that is a bit... It's hard because I did want to bring... I don't want to say the shock, but, you know, like, I I don't want to... I don't want to sort of dull it down. I feel like it needs to be said, like, how bad it really is.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, I, I definitely think that's valid. It's not like... That you're reveling in the gory details. It's that people should know what this poor person had to go through. Yeah,
1: and I'm showing you the pictures.
0: Oh, you showed me one picture, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the only one that surfaced that I've seen. Oh, okay, okay. The rest of the photos were uh, when she was alive. Right, so, okay. Uh, yeah, this is the story of Jeneline Kennedy.
0: Sorry, what's her first name? Jeneline. Jeneline, okay. It's
1: estimated that more than two-thirds of Papua New Guinean women experience family violence. Shit. It's an everyday fact of life in a country where many still believe or rather do, own their wives and that they are their property. You pay the price at the store for rice and it's yours. You pay the bride price before the wedding, therefore she's yours.
0: How is it 2020 and... It was a
1: third world country, remember?
0: I, I know, but I, I struggle to find that a valid excuse for treating women like their property.
1: Yeah. Every day there is another case of Jindlin, and that is the real issue. This is not one case. It's uh, Police Minister Brian Kramer. And he's right, it's not an isolated case. Perhaps I hope it is violence. Maybe that that's a, unfortunately, unique outlier. Hmm. Yet I can't forget the time in high school geography when we did watch a video on PNG and another woman suffering from domestic abuse, and I recall she had said something along the lines of, he only poured a pot of boiling water on me, and I was lucky. Other kids gasped and heads turned, and someone asked me across the room if this was serious, and I nodded and agreed that, yes, she was lucky. She was still alive.
0: (sighs) So I guess the question is, is if that this kind of treatment of women is so common in New Guinea, why is this story being reported on? Exactly. Like, what? what's different? We'll
1: get into it a little bit, okay. um, but definitely feel free to ask me that a bit more. I'm not too sure if I exactly articulated all the points I wanted to get across Okay. during this. So, you know, like, it's pretty, like, just fucked up that I was like, yeah, she's right. She was lucky she only got a pot of boiling water poured on her.
0: So, sorry, I'm, I'm probably asking too many questions here, but Jenna is she um, from Papua New Guinea or did she move there?
1: She's half Papua New Guinea and half Australian.
0: Okay. So was she born in Papua New Guinea?
1: Yes. Okay. The story, you know, I've been thinking about it for a while. we mentioned the podcast for a few weeks now and I've been putting it off. Like it's gripped me from the moment I first heard about it because I immediately know this one is different because why was I hearing about it, right? A wife dead... Murder by a husband in PNG is not news. Mm. So why is this news? Why am I hearing, even if it made to the front page in New Guinea, why am I hearing about it in Melbourne through social media? That I'm, like, I don't have a lot of connections on social media to New Guinea. It's so, like, why was I hearing about it? So And the, one of the sources I used was an ABC News article, you know, it's getting traction. I don't think it's getting enough traction in Australia for someone who was part Australian, you know? like
0: Yeah, um, that that's, that's an interesting point that you bring up because – Australians like to do this weird thing where if anything happens to an Australian overseas, we like to claim them and it becomes like a really big news story here. I'm not sure that I've seen anything.
1: I've only seen one article on the ABC and that's because I went looking for stories on Journalin.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And the one on ABC was good. I used it for a lot and it was a very long article but that's the only one I found.
0: Sorry, I'm full of questions. <laughs> um, so your dad still lives in, he does. in Papua New Guinea. Yes. Did he mention the story to you? Like, is it big news there? No,
1: it is. But I asked him about it. Okay. Uh, I even asked him about it today. We'll get into that a bit later. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah. So, uh, I wrote this yesterday. It was the 18th of July, 2020. It was a month of the day, actually, since anyone saw Jenlyn alive. She was 19. 19. I mentioned. She was half Papua New Guinean, half Australian. 19. 19 years old. She was the mother of two children, one three, one only one, and her body was taken to Port Moresby General Hospital on June 23rd brought in by a few of her husband's friends. I don't mention it in here, but uh, her husband was sitting in the car the whole time while they took her body inside to the hospital.
0: Okay, so he didn't even have the decency to take her body inside. He sat in the car? He sat in the car and waited. Fucking... Okay.
1: The next day, Dr. Sam Yakapua returned from his first shift after two months working as chief medical officer on the coronavirus pandemic. Later that night, he would share photos of Jenlin's lifeless body, purple from head to toe, on Facebook. Now this Which, is the photo that you did show me. These are the photos I've shown you. Um, I That might seem weird to people here because you certainly can't just do that in Australia. Share, that's like a huge breach yeah. of patient confidentiality. But I don't know. Maybe it is still in New Guinea. I don't think it would be from what I've seen previously in the media in New Guinea. Mm. But it sounds like Sam Yokopua was pretty pissed off. And angry
0: i mean yeah i did see the photos and i will say that she was in bad shape
1: yeah so this is quoting the article that he this is the post he made essentially uh, it looked apparent that she had been through living hell a slow deliberate painful death it was obvious that she had been tied forcibly her hands and feet showed all features suggesting how strongly the ropes were tied whip marks skin cuts bruises scratches fractures yes they were all there from head to toe her death must end the violence that our women and girls have been tormented through. Uh, this post went viral. Uh, looking at his other posts, because I did find his Facebook page, the original post appears to be gone. I assume Facebook probably took it down. Yeah,
0: probably. It, uh, I mean, you can't really put images of, of a dead, dead girl on it. People on Facebook, yeah.
1: Um, but it does appear he's pretty passionate about improving the lives of things in Papua New Guinea. Um,
0: I mean, yeah, her, her, the, the way she looked was shocking. Like there yeah. was pretty much not a part of her skin that was not purple, purple. It well, was, there's punctures and you can see where yeah, like, things have happened. Like, I think that would be shocking for anyone. Yeah. Essentially all they
1: were doing was bringing her to the hospital just to get confirmation that she was dead, basically get a death certificate. Um, in New Guinea, they have things where they call it a lie out where they bring people who are dead to the hospital and they just leave them out there for a doctor to come by and say, yep, that's definitely a dead person. Then they take them back to the village or whatever. Uh, A side note, those usually only have about two or three people in them at the moment. These days, there's about 30 or 40 lying out there because the country's actually got a coronavirus problem, but no one's talking about it. We're not here to discuss that today, just to let you know. (laughs) Now, I've heard varying reports that I can't find. Well, I've heard from my father. Who's heard from other people. Okay. I can't find any evidence of this written anywhere. But supposedly there's a bit of an altercation. Uh, they try to take the body back. Sounds like, no, you can't have her kind of thing. Maybe some weapons were drawn. Who knows? Things got a bit weird in the hospital.
0: I think that that probably isn't outside of the realm of possibility, especially if you're saying that they usually just bring them to confirm they're dead. Yeah. Um, They probably had it like in their mind that they could take her there, get confirmation of and her passing, her and then take her back.
1: So... Bosby Kaiwi, I believe that's how his name is sent. Certainly, how it's spelt. Okay. He's a twenty-eight-year-old husband,
0: and she was nineteen. She was nineteen.
1: Uh, he was quickly arrested and charged with the murder. He's since then been moved around several prisons in the past month. There are investigations into reports that he has been beaten at least once by prison wardens. Which, while terrible policing, uh, he fully deserves it.
0: I was going to say, I can't even be mad about that. <laughs>
1: um, he's still being moved around to various prisons. Uh, the Kiwi family would take out a full page of several local newspapers issuing a massive public apology and condemning their own son. Good. If you'd like to read that, uh, you can check out a Twitter account I do follow under the name of Denny Takunai's Twitter account. Well, sorry, Denny Takunai. Uh, he's a Papua New Guinean. I'm not entirely sure what his does, does, job does, but he shares news out in New Guinea, so that's why I follow him. <laughs> uh, he posted on the 30th of June, his handle is at Tavur, T-A-V-U-R, V-U-R.
0: We'll also put it in the show notes. Yeah, we will.
1: Uh, so, Bosby tortured Jeneline for six days before she
0: died. I doubt it was only six days. Certainly in the last six days of her life. Yeah, I mean, there was th- th- that's fair to there. say, but I'm sa- I, what I'm saying is that I'm sure that if he decided to abuse her six days, I, I doubt that he just decided then. Correct. She I'm was sure abused that- throughout the e- history exactly, of the marriage. Exactly, yeah.
1: So, the couple's babysitter, Rachel... A Pung, she was witness to the events, not just the six days as we were talking about then, but all of it going back for the five years that they were married.
0: There's a part of me that's like, well, why didn't she report it? But I I also get why she didn't.
1: Also keep in mind, they were married for five years.
0: Hang on. Wait, what is the age of consent in Papua New Guinea?
1: I don't know. There may not be one, but she would have been 14 when they got married.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm asking.
1: Or 15, but.
0: How is it? I was like, how is that legal? But I've got to remember that not every country is uh, the True. same. So,
1: um, because of Rachel, we've got a pretty good idea of what happened to Jenlin. Uh, Jenlin spent the last... So, this is all pretty much quoting Rachel, actually, on an interview I found from um, a New Guinea news website probably a radio station called, like, I'll tell you right now, actually. They are... I think it's FM 100. Yeah, Kalang FM. Pretty good news, actually, for New Guinea. I keep knowing them a bit longer. So... Jillian spent the last days of her life chained and locked up in their bedroom. Quote, a female doctor from a private practice was brought into the house Monday mid-afternoon to check Jillian after she had already suffered four days of beating. The doctor put on a drip and told her that she was severely dehydrated. When night came, Bosby told me to take the two babies into their rooms and play with them so that they would not hear any noise. He chained her legs and hands and put masking tape on her mouth so that she would not scream when he was beating her. We we're all too scared to help her, as we feared for our own lives. He always threatened to kill anyone who tried to help her.
0: What What I don't get is that an outside doctor came in, still didn't report it. Private doctor. Yeah, but s- you're still a human. I
1: know. It's, but that's it. Like it's not an unusual thing, I guess, in New Guinea. Guy torturing his wife, whatever. It's how it is. Like it's actually fucked because it was a female doctor as well. You think? Are you that'd serious? Be more inclined. Yeah, a female doctor from a private practice was brought in.
0: That somehow does make it worse.
1: I agree. So despite the tape, her muffled screams could still be heard throughout the house, along with the sound of a change. She quotes Bosby as telling Gentleman at one time, Listen here, look into my eyes. You are not my blood. If you were my sister or brother, I would think twice about killing you. Mi seccabillo Lucifer. Which is basically a pigeon way of saying I'm second to Lucifer. You must pray to your Jesus to help you. Uh, Rachel, the babysitter, briefly went home to her parents. That day, or later, I don't know the exact timeline of these events, of when she, he said that to her, and when Rachel went home for the day or whatever. Yeah. Uh, later that day, she got the call, that gentleman was dead. Uh, I've not mentioned all the injuries that she suffered. If you go looking in the uh, notes, you can find that if you want. Okay. Like, there's stuff in there about, like, all the swelling in the back of her head and stuff, and it's... So if you're curious, it can be found on the link, so you to the story. There are no photos of her body in any of them. As I mentioned, I do have those photos. Mm-hmm. I won't share them. You're super curious and I know you. Send them to if you want, but I don't expect anyone's going to reach out for that.
0: I think bottom line is you don't really want to see them. No. Even if you think you want to, I can guarantee you don't want to. Uh,
1: the only pictures you will see of her is when f- she was from alive. When she was alive, rather. And there are some nice photos. You can still go on her Instagram account.
0: Um, Was she close with any of her family? Like, I Did really... anyone like notice that no one's seen her for six days? I mean, that probably wasn't too unusual because she was supposedly just at home
1: with her husband okay but yeah i I don't know how close she was to her family certainly she did try to reach out there is some form of protection for women in domestic violence situations in new guinea it's not very good and doesn't really work obviously she had reached out previously to police and to these organizations obviously and none of them helped her um but she certainly didn't talk to her family about it from the sounds of things but everyone kind of knew it was happening that she was getting beaten by Bosby.
0: Um, sorry to interrupt and to change the mood. I'm sorry if the audio gets weird.
1: Started storming here. In uh, yeah, just
0: suddenly started storming and pissing down rain.
1: I think part of the reason why this one did get so much media attention is that well, one, the torture is a bit unique. I suppose that's not usually it's killed her in a crime passion kind of thing. Not tortured over several days and killed her. Yeah. So that that is a bit different from what I've heard in our stories in New Guinea about these cases. But her death was just the most recent event in a string of high profile domestic violence cases in New Guinea. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's sort of like been a bit of a maybe it's inappropriate to use this, a bit of a George Floyd moment for the nation, where it's like, that's the last straw. We got to do something kind
0: of thing. So it's a bit of like it's getting a lot more attention recently. And yep. she's
1: a. And I do wonder how much, because New Guinea would obviously have seen what's happening in America because their response is very similar. So, for instance, weeks prior to Jalen's death, uh, gold medal winning Debbie Cowrie, she's a boxer and rugby player in New Guinea. Mm-hmm. She released footage of her then-partner beating her with a hot iron. Like and, a clothes iron? Yes, that was on. Oh my god. And headbutting her while her children were watching.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: You yeah, know well, she's a boxer, you know, she we thought she could have, but I guess...
0: I'm sure she could hit back if she thought she could.
1: She probably realised it was probably in her best interest to not... Yeah. Yeah, so she released that to basically raise awareness of it being an issue kind of thing, you know, like, this is ridiculous. And obviously she's now left him, so. Good for her. Good for her. And unfortunately, you know, despite the fact that she was burnt with a hot iron and headbutted, Debbie is still one of the lucky ones.
0: I mean, it's a odd thing to say, but.
1: <laughs> it's just how it is. Mm. So on July 2nd, hundreds of residents of Port Moresby marched on Parliament House. Okay. This is new. Like, so that that's not something that's happened before? There's not really ever been protests like this. Usually it's a riot oh, okay. or a sit-in kind of thing. So an organized march was different. And this is where I thought to myself, that's a bit odd. Yeah. And that's why I think they've been looking at America and going,
0: oh, let's try that. We we can do some things.
1: So it consists of women's groups, schools, government agencies, and corporate companies all participating in this march, and it would be the first of several, and something new for PNG. Perhaps a sign of things beginning to change. To my surprise, the July 2nd walk was organized not just by the Kennedy family, but by a group I'd never heard of in new Guinea, called PNG Man Up, which is a growing group of men pushing for tighter laws and tougher punishment are prone perpetrators of domestic and gender-based violence. Probably one of the more shocking things I learned in this tale, that this is the thing now in New Guinea where even the men are like, no, this has got to stop.
0: But I mean, that's a good thing. It's
1: great. I love it. I hope hope it's as good as it sounds. Because unfortunately, it could just also turn to be a horrible mess or some kind of fraud or something.
0: Well, I mean... I hope it's not. The thing is, is like, all the things that you're saying about domestic violence or violence against women, it's not unique to, to New Just Guinea. Just New Guinea, no. Um, I mean, you know... I'd say
1: it's particularly bad in New Guinea. But... It happens here.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think that pretty much everywhere this happens, and I think that pretty much every country doesn't really know what to do about it.
1: No, it's something that... You can put all these organizations in place, but it is at the end of the day, it's going to have to be an individual level thing where you need to change the way that a lot of men think.
0: Exactly. Because once you get in that situation, I mean, I hear so often when these things come up, why don't like, you just leave? Exactly. Why don't you just leave? Why don't you just call the cops, etc., etc.? And when you're in a position where you feel like your life is in danger and you're continuing to live is based on trying to not anger the other person, do you really think leaving or calling the cops is going to make them not angry? I get it. Like, I totally get how it's an issue and how it's difficult to...
1: I mean, Bosby had told Jenlyn on several occasions he would kill her.
0: <sighs> I mean... And she
1: still tried to get help.
0: But I also get that people can be too afraid to do that. Yeah.
1: As I say, like, she tried to get help, but how much of that was this help not helping her and how much of it her being like, no, no, I better just stay.
0: Well, unless you have yeah, she was some only detail 19. about that... Most of this, she I was mean, yeah. just, like, she was so young, fourteen or fifteen, when this started. I mean, and that's another thing: if you have exposure to that as a well a child, maybe you start to think that's normal. Yeah, the whole thing is obviously horrendous, but I, I I do think that no matter what country someone lives in, it's still very much an issue and one that I don't think that anyone really knows how to stop from happening. I mean, it does come from a level of you have to change people's attitudes, right? Yeah, it does, because that's pretty much probably the only way that you can eradicate it.
1: So, I mean, it's clear that things need to change in PNG and everywhere, really, in regards to Mm. domestic violence against women. And hopefully it sounds like they finally are. However, it's been a month since all this began being reported. And uh, the reporting on it's kind of slowed, but how much can you report on it without anything new coming to light, exceptionally? Yeah. Uh, I'm certainly not hearing of any more protests. I did speak to my father today when he called. He said... Yeah, there are still protests going on. Not necessarily all just about gender anymore. They've realized, oh, we can protest things. And so <laughs> they just seem to be protesting yeah. on a lot of stuff at the moment. Uh, Prime Minister James Marape, he has made promises to improve the protection for victims. While James Marape isn't the worst PM the country's ever had, he doesn't actually do anything. But it's sort of a case of... Not- Sounds like ours. <laughs> Compared to the last Prime Minister, it's really a case of not doing anything is better than what the last guy was doing. Right, okay. So... As I mentioned, Jenna had tried to reach out to those systems, but they had failed her. To quote, to quote, to quote James Marape, laws and policies alone is not sufficient. Individual and collective will is what's needed to change society. This generation of men must rise up to break the cycle of domestic violence.
0: Yeah. Which for a
1: man who so far hasn't really done much of anything as a prime minister is some good words. I wish. I think James would be good if he'd actually just do something.
0: I mean, (laughs) our our PM's definitely not saying anything to that effect,
1: so... I guess we're coming to an end here. There's only another two paragraphs before I close this out. So will things change? I'm sadly doubtful. And so I like to gentlemen that she's likely just to become another statistic with all those before and after her. Uh, Boss B. returns to court on July 30th. I can only hope he rots away in prison, but the problem they're likely going to run into now is they won't be able to find a jury that's not biased. Yeah. So they may not even be able to hold a trial. Given it's New Guinea, someone might just kill him anyway. I've seen a pub in New Guinea in prison. You don't really want to go there anyway. So if he does go to prison, it's not going to be a pleasant time. If he does, I honestly expect he might get murdered by someone else in there. But as long as he doesn't go free, I don't care what happens to him. But the problem is if they can't take him to trial. But also, I don't know if it's, they're going to necessarily care in New Guinea. They might just put him to trial anyway.
0: Well, I feel like there's probably enough witnesses. Yeah. That it'd be really Well, weird. you can do
1: trials without juries.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I feel like there's enough witnesses that'd be really weird for him to be found not guilty.
1: Yes, that's pretty much it. I'm going to draw this all to a close. Did you have anything else you wanted to ask or anything I didn't really make clear at all? Or?
0: Um, I mean, not really. I it, it just seems really bizarre to me. I do understand that, you know, New Guinea is a different place that I probably don't understand. But even just, like, in general, I I don't understand how it's 2020 and we're still having, like, these gender divides. Like, how is it possible that it's 2020 and we're still having an issue when men can't treat women properly?
1: I also think it's kind of interesting in New Guinea where there are tribes there who historically have been matriarchal.
0: Yeah, I remember you telling me that before.
1: Yeah, so my father's girlfriend in her tribe, she's the leader now.
0: So that's even weirder. (laughs) It's almost like... If you're not, um, I don't know what the correct term would be, part of a tribe. It's almost like you're rebelling against what you, your history would have been. I mean,
1: some of them are. A lot of them yeah. still are patriarchal. And you got ones where, you know, the guy's got like 12 wives and things like that. And he's the chief <sighs> of the village. You know, that's, that's very much still a part of New Guinea. It, it is interesting. It'd be very, there's very, very few women in parliament in New Guinea. I think it's a shame because they definitely run the country a lot better than the men would. Quick post-recording fact check here. Only seven women have ever been elected to Parliament in PNG, and currently there are zero women in Parliament. But whether or not we'll ever see that, the country's only 50 years, not even 50 years old. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been around a long time. James Marape is only like the 10th Prime Minister, if that. James Marape is the 8th Prime Minister of Papua New Guinea.
0: Yeah, it's just, um, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just baffled how this kind of stuff still happens. Um, I don't think it's, like, hard... To not beat your wife to death? You may not know the answer to this, but what happened six days before? Like, what was the um, why did the he trigger?
1: Do it? I don't know. There's never really been explained why he beat her at all. He just seems like he's a cruel person.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is that if there was a history of him beating her, but not to this extent, what happened six days before she died? What triggered him... You know, tying her up it. in chains and then beating her until she died. There had to have been. I, I saw some
1: posts on social media of people saying they're like, oh no, she was sleeping around with people and unfaithful to him, and she deserved it. Are you serious? Yeah.
0: I don't care if she cheated on him, you still don't deserve to get murdered yeah. for it.
1: Yeah. It, it's that, but that's like the way some people there think.
0: I mean, if it was a Thankfully, piece of shit their like, entire marriage, I can understand why she went and slept with someone else. Yeah,
1: sounds like they were definitely in a minority, but there's no proof to any of that claim.
0: I mean, I don't even care if that is true. It's yeah, still not... It doesn't not justify a, it. Yeah.
1: But I think it'll be one I try and keep my eye on and still find out what happens in the trial. Hopefully more yeah. comes to light about why. But it honestly just sounds like he got a kick out of it.
0: What a piece of shit.
1: I guess he, like, he was planning to do it, you know? He told the babysitter, I'll take the kids over there and I'm just going to beat my wife for half an hour or something.
0: Yeah. Just don't... Yeah, I I don't understand that kind of mindset at all. It is so foreign to me. And it's not that it's happening in a foreign country because it happens here too. So, I mean, we had not long ago that poor woman that got set on fire in a car. Yeah. I I don't think it's unique. It it may be statistically worse in, in New Guinea, but it's definitely not a unique issue. I think it happens pretty much everywhere, which really sucks. And I don't think I have anything else I can really say about, well, how much it sucks.
1: Well, this has been the hardest story by far that I've had to, had to do for the podcast. I don't normally pick things like this. Uh, I will admit I have cried a few times while trying to write it. I think subconsciously I've been delaying it on purpose because I was having struggle. I was struggling to talk about it and how to would do it. Mm. Uh, ironically, I found writing this all down kind of quite easy to talk about it today. So, hey, there's a the thing for you. Maybe if you're struggling with something, just try writing it all down. It might help out. I think that's what journals are for.
0: <laughs> yeah i think that's a thing
1: so if you have any stories at all you'd like us to cover on the podcast or maybe perhaps you want to email and say you're a big cry baby whatever you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at pod for updates on new episodes and more all this information will be available in the episode notes and you can also find it on our website at fuckmedeadpodcast.com which has a list of ways you can listen to us you can also subscribe and if you have the time leave us a review
0: i think that about covers it I
1: think that's where we leave you
0: I was going to say, I feel like this is normally the point where we talk shit and make fun of something, but I don't think we're going to do that this time.
1: No, that's why I've chosen to do it this way. I didn't want to talk about that and then have a silly story or whatever afterwards. So I do apologize for leaving it on a bit of a sad note this week, Um, but I feel it was the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, um, if you stuck around this long, uh, thank you for listening this week and we will be back at the same time next week.
1: Goodbye.